Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. This is John Bishop at John Bishop Fine Art, and this podcast is called Conversations with Freelance Creatives. Welcome. This is episode number four. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about the phenomenon that happened to us where we needed to, in our small business, as we began as artistic kind of entrepreneurs, how to start to think like a boss in my own small business. And the reason this came up was because what Bogdan and I noticed soon after we started our company, we started back in 2015, we had been working all all our adult lives for other people. And so we struck out to become freelance creatives. And that was a big change for us, obviously. We didn't exactly know (laughs) what we were doing. I mean, we'd done a lot of planning, but I think most people would say that when they start a a new enterprise like this, all the planning kind of was for naught. You just have to do it and and do the best you can. I don't think anybody's ready is what I'm saying. You just start. So we had done all the planning and, and we kind of knew where we wanted to go and we had a business plan and we had done all the kind of strategic bits of you know, planning how much we'd need to make and whether or not this would be a success and how we were going to to approach this, this new business. But what we didn't really do is we didn't really consider that we didn't know how to be bosses. Now, both Bogdan and I had had some leadership in, in our previous uh, careers, and I was a manager in uh, libraries and, and in uh, public libraries and in school libraries. So I knew how to manage. I knew how to to deal with operational management. I knew how to hire and fire employees. I knew how to manage plan and manage budgets. I knew how to report out. I knew how to keep all of those kind of balls in the air. But operational management was quite different from what I needed to know as as a CEO in my own company. And so what I want to talk a little bit about today is How is it that after several years in business, Bogdan and I secretly still kind of wish we had a boss? Why is that? I mean, consider for a moment, that's exactly what we were rebelling against. Not that I didn't have wonderful employers, but that we were trying to break out of that cycle where we would be in control of our own destiny. We would be able to do what we figured was best to to making a success of of our business, to be able to express ourselves and to enjoy the kind of lifestyle that that being your own boss can can create. Uh, We had the added level that, you know, we also needed to be flexible to help take care of mom and dad. So all of those, those things fit, but we still kind of were looking for somebody to be the boss. And so we started to say, okay, what exactly is it that we miss? What is it that we were hoping to get from this person? Well, obviously, we wanted a paycheck. It would be lovely and secure to, be, to know that every two weeks you were going to get a certain amount of money that you could bet on and that you could plan around. Uh, so that would, of course, be, would be lovely. But also someone to be a guide, someone to kind of give you direction, to tell you where you were going to, to plan out your, not only your day, hopefully not your day at that level, but you know, where you were going in that year, in that quarter. Uh, we were looking for some security, some, some ability to relax in and say that, you know what, 
we can't mess this up because there's someone guiding the ship. Uh, we also, in, in a sense, wanted someone to blame when all of these things failed or, or, or some of these things were to fail. So why? Why would we want all of those things? Why would we think that we needed to turn to someone else? And, and particularly that, that kind of structure that we were rebelling against. It, it was a, a bit of an eye-opener for us. And, and I think the, the core of the problem that we finally figured out is that we didn't really know what a boss was. We had been working for people for so long that we kind of anticipated that a boss was like our boss. And our boss was generally not the CEO. We didn't work for top management. We worked for operational managers. And that makes a huge difference because I am pretty good at operations management. I've been doing it for a long time. I know how to, how to manage the work of people. I know how to, how to do project plans. I know, how to, I know how to deal with the kind of building maintenance and, and the, the HR requirements. I know how to look at OSHA requirements. I, knew, I know how to deal with day-to-day operations and, and keep the business running. And I think I do that fairly well. I did then and I think I do now. But that's not the role of the CEO. That's not the role of the main leadership of a company. So I need to start to think about how to think like a CEO. And I really don't have a lot of experience in that. And as a small business, you think, okay, well, that's kind of foolish because I do it all, right? I mean, I am the, the person who cleans the windows. I, I, I put the price stickers on my art, I do the art, I book the bookings, I, I make the sales, I plan the, uh, the outings and the, and, the, and the marketing that we have to do. I do all of those things every day and interchangeably depending upon which fire is hottest. And I just think that that is a huge fault because I'm not spending quality time thinking like a CEO. So this year, one of our big goals has been to to ratchet up our thinking on a strategic level so that we're thinking more like an executive manager would think and less like an operations manager. So what are those things? What are the kinds of things that uh, a CEO would do that an operations manager wouldn't? And one is to have that big picture view. And we've talked about that in previous episodes. How do you step back enough from your small art business to see a bigger picture, to see in totality how your business fits, how it's running on its own, and how it fits within a larger community of in the art market? Uh, so ha- backing up to have that big picture is thinking strategically. How to strategically plan for and forecast how your business is going to survive in its environment. Uh, And that includes strategic planning, that includes just strategic thinking. Uh, To actually know and internalize your vision and your mission and, and make it run throughout your company. Now, in our case, our company exists, it consists of two people. So that isn't a huge, uh, issue. When we were working in Russia, 
we had a, a big push for our mission and vision because no one knew it in the school, in the among the PTO, and the teachers and the students. No one really. It was on paper. It looked. It was on the website. It was on the reports that we turned in, but nobody really could express what our vision and mission was. And so we made it our, our, our year's goal to do that, to make sure everyone in the organization could state and understand, internalize what our mission and vision was. And it was amazing to watch. At first, people kind of rebelled, kind of thought, okay, this is, this is propaganda, this is programming. But after a certain amount of time, it began to enter our vocabulary, enter our meetings. It began to permeate how we were functioning day to day. And it would come up in our our meetings. Yeah, but is this really central to our mission? Wow, when that started to happen, people began to see the importance of having that consistency of understanding throughout the organization. Small business, maybe it's not going to be so difficult. But does your mission and vision show up when you have meetings, when you do your planning? Does it come up as an intricate part of how you're you're performing your art practice? Uh, If it doesn't, that's a goal to look at. Also, a CEO, I think, really understands and, and manages risk because there's a huge amount of risk. We talked last time about entrepreneurship and how you take on all of the risk when you take on all of the all of the control. So as a CEO, how am I managing that risk, understanding that risk, knowing which risks to take, and then managing the the details and, and the risk management that needs to happen? So I guess my question to you would be, how much time do you spend in your daily practice, in, in your day-to-day running of a, a creative enterprise, How much time do you spend up on that CEO level thinking like a boss? And do the math. Carve it out. This is not, it can be loose. But think for a moment. How much time do you spend actually making your art? How much time do you spend marketing? How much time do you spend booking gigs, things like that? How much time do you spend on sales? How much time do you spend getting your studio where it needs to be, purchasing art supplies, uh, dealing with mail and bills and those kinds of, you know, rent and, and different things that you have to deal with as a business. Map out how much time you're spending with that. And then how much time are you spending thinking like a CEO? And if you're not doing any, plug it in. Give yourself, say, 30 minutes a day. Get up in the morning, do your meditation, do your morning run, uh, sit down and have breakfast. And before you leave for work or for, for the studio, spend half an hour thinking like a CEO. And that might, if you're already doing it, that might be very simple and, and involve very little because maybe you're doing more than that already. But if you're not, you may need to spend some time at the beginning like I did figuring out well, what is it that a CEO does. And that's valid time spent. Half an hour a morning, sit down and say, 
oh my gosh, what do I need to know? What is it that I'm unclear about? Uh, And spend half an hour figuring that out. Maybe that means I need to do some research. Maybe I need to read some books. Maybe I need to take an online class or master class. Or maybe I need to find a mentor. Find out what it is I need to learn to make this 30 minutes more productive. And and maybe it is who I need to know. Is it a mentor? Is it look for those people who are crushing it? How are they? Study them. See what they're doing. uh, And try and emulate and and, and take some clues from them. Don't think it's all going to happen at once. Certainly it won't. But if you're spending half an hour a day actually thinking more strategically about your business, it's got to be helpful. Now, is it going to turn you around? Is it going to mean more money in the, in the next quarter? Uh, hopefully, yes, but probably not. Uh, but that's okay. Spend some time understanding your business, understanding your market. If it's artist, your art market, or if it's music, or if it's graphic design, whatever it is your field is, spend some time understanding that market. How does your small business fit within that market, both in your community, in your country, and worldwide? Those kinds of efforts will be richly rewarded. And I think that anyone who is willing to do that is going to see a marked improvement in the way they understand their business and the way they approach their business in the larger community. So there's your homework for the week. Uh, we're, by the way, we're going to continue uh, uh, for another month to give away the spreadsheet uh, that that I use to plan all my budgeting and uh, projects and income and expenditures. If you'd like a copy of that template, it's a spreadsheet free of charge. Just send me your email. Uh, you can also go to my website and, and there's a tab there that says giveaways. Uh, so that's our giveaway again this month. So, uh, other than that, have a great week. Next week, we're going to be talking about risks, risk-taking in small businesses and, uh, and a little bit of how that impacts us as we go forward. So have a lovely week. Continue to create lovely things, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again. Bye.